0: Icon Tube, a show dedicated to exclusive interviews with influencers. You can watch all of our interviews on the Icon Tube YouTube channel or listen to them wherever you get your podcasts. So without further ado, let's jump into the interview. Today, I'm with one of the hottest models and influencers who gained more than 800K followers across social media platforms. She has been on the cover of many prestigious magazines and is one of the gorgeous Victoria's Secret models. I'm glad to welcome Daniela Braga. Well, we're so glad you could join us, Daniela. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, I'm so excited. How are you? Good, how are you? Very very good. Yeah. well let's just get started. Let's dive right in. We know so much about your professional career. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe some about your family?
1: yeah, sure so I was born and raised in Brazil uh, and I had a normal life. I came from a poor family in a poor country uh, so I had a normal childhood uh you know playing with the with the neighbors going to school I have two sisters um. My older sister is three and a half years older than me. And my younger sister, she's 11 years younger than me. So for, for my childhood, until my like teenage years, I was just with my older sister. Uh, I've never wanted to be a model, actually. Um, by the time I was found, discovered, whatever is the word, um, I was working at the pharmacy because... I had to work at the pharmacy so i could pay my college degree because my family didn't have money to send me to school so i had to work and then i was working at this pharmacy i wanted to be a businesswoman when i was i was going to a business school in brazil and then i was at the cashier but everybody that walks that walked in the the pharmacy they had to walk out and pass through me so they're all like, oh my God, you're so tall, you're so beautiful, you're so skinny, why don't you try to be a mother? And I was like, no, no, no. Uh, until one day I got home and I was complaining, I was like in the room, I was like, damn it, all these people huh? talking to my sister and then my daddy passed by and then he was like, what happened? And I'm like, you know, that all these people, they keep telling me to be a mother. they try to be a model, look at the amount of business card they had. And then I had like this much business card, But it was all like from agencies and agents and managers and all of these different people that was like, oh, if you change your your mind, just give me a call. And I was complaining because uh, well, first I didn't really like the way I looked and I didn't like my body because, you know, the stereotype in Brazil is more curvy girls, you know, like like, not this top, it's curvier. So that was the beauty type in Brazil and I wanted to be like that. I was never like that. So um, then my dad, he looked at me. He's like, well, you're working. You're studying. Why don't you try? If nothing happened, you're not going to lose anything. You're not going to lose your job. You're not going to lose your school. So just try. And um, that was what I did. I called one of those business cards. And I said, look, you gave me this this business card. My dad think I should call you and um, you know try to see this modeling thing. And then I started in Brazil. I found an agency and I signed a contract there. Then a while later, I, I had a casting with um, an American agency. And then that was when I moved to here 12 years ago. And now that's, that's what happened.
0: That's wild. Have you ever been overwhelmed or wanting to quit, especially if it's not something that you wanted originally being a child? Has, has anything ever not gone out, panned out, how you wanted it to?
1: Yes. Actually, I remember the first few years of my career was very hard because I came to the United States. I didn't speak English. I didn't have money. I didn't know anybody. I was living in a model's apartment. So it was just like, it's scary, right? I was 18 years old. I came here for the first time. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Uh, and I didn't have anybody to go and say, like, how can I do this? How can-? No, I had to learn. Like, look, you on your own. You got to learn. You go do your thing. Uh, so I remember like a few times I was very homesick because I couldn't go back to Brazil to see my family or anybody there uh, for like months. I remember like going like once a year. Um, so I remember like being homesick and just missing my friends and family. But then I, I'm i very um, I'm very strong in that way. So for me, if I set my mind on something, I'm going to the end. So I remember telling myself, look, I made it to here. For me to go back to Brazil and give up all these opportunities I had, it's going to take exactly the same amount of time, then move forward. So I'm just going to move forward and see what's going to happen, where I'm going to go. And that, that was what I did And the first few years. Like the first two years were the hardest one. Uh, I went through a lot of shit, um, you know, with money, with food and we everything, right? Like you're 18, you don't speak English and you live in New York and you know, you own your own. That's what you do. Um, so that's it. I never, I never gave up. I was just like, you know, I'm going to move forward and see where, I, where I'm going to get, because if these people, they believe in me, they told me that I can do it. That I'm, you know, I'm strong enough. I'm beautiful. I'm tall. I have all the, the qualities they needed to be a model. I'm going to try this thing. And uh, here I am 12 years later.
0: Well, never giving up seems to have really worked out for you because I think it's every model's dream to work with Victoria's Secret. If right, um, could you tell us about that experience? Yes, um,
1: it was. It was. It's so funny to talk about it because I remember the first year. What happened was I auditioned for them for the show. I, I worked with them for so many years, like since like the first few times I was in New York. I worked with Victoria's Secret, but just the website, just the catalog. And the first time I did a casting for the show, so how it works is you do a casting, and then you, if you pass this phase, you go to the go-see, and then if you get the go-see, you just do the show. Which normally, like if you are on the go-see, it's already like they selected like their favorites or the girls that they liked. So I remember I did the casting. I don't remember which year was that. And then I flew to Brazil to do the Fashion Week in Brazil. And the Hurricane Sandy happened. And then I remember that I got the go and see, which is the second phase of the casting. Um, And then I was in Brazil, but my agency was like, I was in um, downtown area. So it was like, they didn't have access to electricity or internet or anything. So nobody was able to let me know that I should have come back to go to this go and see. So I didn't know, I missed the go see. They did the go see only with the, the the girls that was in the city, so I missed that second, um, the second picking, let's say. So I was devastated. I was so upset because I was like, "Look, if I was at this the second phase, I'm sure I would have got the show." And I was so sad. I was like, "I can't believe it. I missed this. Like, how my agency?" And then like then it, we we couldn't email or call or anything. Like the New York was was really bad. And then I remember because I was watching everything on tv um then the the other year because i knew i got the first year i was so nervous the other year so i got there and i was literally shaking um and keep in your mind that for from one show to the next uh auditioning i was still working with them for the the catalog so i was so nervous for the show and then you walk there and they all seated over there. You know them, they know you, but that's a different thing. So I remember I was so nervous. I walk and they're like, just relax, you know? Like we know you, like relax. I couldn't relax. Then I did not get the show that year. And I was also very, very sad when I left there and then I knew I didn't get the show. So then the third time I was like, you know what? Fuck it. If I get the show, amazing, because it's something that I really wanna do. If I don't get the show, It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of my career. It's not the end of my life. There's things worse happening in the world that can make me very upset. This is not going to affect me if I don't get it. So I went with this mentality, and I was just myself. So I got there. I walked in. I said hello to everybody. And then they were like, can you walk for us? And then I walked, and then we talked a little bit. And then I remember um, Ed Rezac looked at me and said, if you get the show, what are you going to do? And he said, look, I'm Brazilian. Uh, I know how to samba. If I get the show, I'm going to samba. And then he was like, show us. And I showed them. (laughs) So I samba there. And then it went like a little, like everybody was talking about, like Brazilian model samba to get Victoria's Secret show. Um, And then I left. And then a few days later, I did the go-see, and I got the show for the first time. And then since that day, I did the the, the other years, like all the other shows. I think I did four or five times, the fashion show, uh, after that year. So I did in New York, London, Shanghai, um, uh, Paris. So I did all the shows two I
0: think they stopped doing. Outside of casting directors, we also have social media, you know, affecting us so much these days. Yes. Is there any positive or negative things you could talk about how social media is affecting your work life?
1: Uh so one good thing about social media that happened is when I started there was no social media back ten years ago, twelve years ago. So you had to go through the process, right? You had to go to castings, you had to people looking at you and say yes or no or I like or I don't like. So there are always the positive and the negatives. So I remember many, many times and with many different occasions that things happen and in today, if those same those same things happen, that wouldn't be okay. And social media in that aspect was very good because right now people don't take shit. You do something wrong, you're going to get exposed, you're going to stop working. And so this is one of the good things. The other good thing about social media is because right now it represents so much more than it used to. Right now, like you can see literally every type of body, every type of woman, every type of person, social media representing, especially in my industry, the fashion industry. I remember like 10 years ago, it was like you had to be really skinny. Most of the girls, they were light skin, straight hair, blonde hair to get the big shows, to get like the, you know, the the fashion week and all this. Right now, you see all the fashion shows with different. We blonde girl with black girls with Asians, like a lot of Asians, a lot, like before I remember there was like one black girl, one Asian, the rest is like brunette and white. So right now it's so different in all type of bodies. And, and this is honestly, is amazing because that's how it's supposed to be. Like one person cannot represent everybody, right? I'm very different than another girl and she's different than the other one. So like this industry has to represent all of us, has to represent women and not only women but like everybody right i can't i can't for example i can't get my body like i'm a skin naturally skinny and say like this is how everybody's supposed to look no it's not like that it's really not like that and then it makes me very happy to open social media and i see all these girls are speaking up about it and showing things that there's normal like stretch marks and different body type and different hair and, you know, if you want to shave, if you don't want like, that's your problem. You do whatever you want, and that's how it's supposed to be. So that's one very good thing. And the bad thing about social media is because I feel that, I mean, I'm not that old, but the younger generation, you just get too caught up on those things, thinking that everybody has a perfect life. And the truth is, none of us have. You know, of course, I'm, ne- I'm never gonna post a picture where I'm feeling like shit, where I cried the whole day. You know, something happened in my family, and I post a picture I'm feeling miserable. Like it's very rare for somebody to post something like this. Uh, so you just post what you think is beautiful and happy. Sometimes, like very rarely, you're gonna see sad things, uh, and then. The younger generation they just think the life is perfect, that it's always they never gonna achieve that happiness or that lifestyle because you know somebody's in a private jet and have this type of bag and live in this area. So sometimes it's not like that, and that that affects them a lot. I can see because um, I I love to talk with kids. So I, I used to go to school to talk about bullying and depression because I went through some of those things. So I love to talk about it. And they see so much fake things on social media and that affect them. Those things really affect them. And it makes me very upset, but there's not much you like, I don't really know like what to do to like prevent them. Like, no, this is not real. Like some of these is happy and amazing, but some of these are like, no, just like a cute picture
0: yeah totally i i feel that and i love that you are so pro the body positivity it's always nice to hear that from other people that's so great um and then yeah it can be so negative too on kids so that is definitely that's that's awesome that you do recognize that as well So is there anything that you could tell us that was maybe the most exciting thing that has happened to you?
1: The most exciting thing that has happened to you? uh, Professionally, personally,
0: like what? Let's talk work life.
1: Okay, so there are a lot of things that was and still very exciting for me. So Victoria's Secret was one thing that I really wanted and I achieved for so many years. Um, the Givenchy campaign that I did first few years in my career, well, that was a big kick in my career. That basically was helped me be who I am today. I was exclusive for them. I did the, everything: the shows, the haute couture, all the the catalogs, the campaign, the you know, all of it. Um, that was really amazing it was an amazing experience just meeting all these people and and start learning because i didn't know uh was from brazil i didn't know much about givenchy and chanel and all those brands um so just to learn and see was amazing uh so those were some of my experiences all the other ones that i love all my covers of magazine i had among am on the cover of probably like 25 26 covers of magazine and it's always amazing when you look back and you see all of these, and then you remember the shooting. And the fun thing for me is because you always can be a different person. Sometimes you're very sexy. Sometimes you're more tomboy. Sometimes you're just there. Sometimes it's very posy and fashion. Sometimes it's just minimalist. So it was just very exciting. Uh, I, I love shooting for magazines and ed- editorials. Uh, but by magazines, I'm very proud of them because it's something that. Is theirs is it's a big deal, you know. So it makes me very happy. I think those are my favorite professional experiences.
0: Well, you also had a role on the Model Squad. Could you tell yeah. us a little bit about that and your opinions on the show?
1: Sure. Uh, so I did a few years ago the Model Squad, and and I remember it was it was it was very nice just shooting with the other girls. I knew I knew all of them before because you know in this industry you always know people. Um, It was fun because, first, I am not a dramatic person. So when people, they say reality show, I always think about, oh, my God, they want something dramatic. (laughs) And I remember talking with the director and they said, look, I am Latina. There are things that I agree. There are things that I don't agree. I'm not going to be extra just for the show. I'm not going to pretend that I'm this crazy Latina that is going to fight over a bottle of water. Like, that's just not me. I'm not doing that if you want me for who I am, I am very, very happy to be in the show. And it's like, Danny, we want you exactly because we love you how you are. Uh, and that was like, okay, great. If I don't need to make drama, anything like that, fine. And it was amazing because the show really showed the the, the real life model um, model's life. We travel and then it's just crazy because you work, and people, they just see the results. They just see the beautiful pictures. They see the cute video behind the scenes, but they don't know what you did to get that job and to get to that job. And everything that happened in the, the shooting day with the photographers, with the makeup artists, and so, so, you know, it's not that always... Most of the time, it's, it's amazing. Like, as a photographer, you know them, and you have a good relationship, but sometimes... You just don't know the photographer. Maybe, you know, you're not doing what they want, or maybe they don't like you, and then things go wrong. Um, And I remember, like, some of the episodes I was in London trying to get my visa to come back because I had jobs. I had jobs here, and I couldn't come back because my visa was expired, and I didn't know if I was going to get my visa. So I remember, like, it's the real struggle, And of course there are like some some fights between the girls where somebody doesn't agree with the other girl and you're just like right there in the middle, (laughs) try to give your opinion. Sometimes you don't have to give your opinion. So you're just like, "Mm, you're right there. (laughs) But it was really, really fun to, to show people that side of our lives uh, the the glamour part, going to all these red carpets and, and you know, going to France professionally Week and doing all of this. But it's also fun to show them that, you know, at the end, we all, we all the same. We go to this, we get stressed, we fight, we do those things and we go back to our jobs.
0: You have done so many things and runways, covers, TV shows. Is there something you would tell your younger self or advice you would give younger you?
1: Yes, actually, it's a very simple one that I, if I could go back in time, I would have done, and that's what I'm going to do with my little baby that is on the way, Uh, is always trust yourself and listen to yourself. And it sounds such a cliche to say this, but it's the truth. I remember many times where I didn't feel good about some situations or I didn't feel good about people or about something. And then I end up like, oh, you know, talking to the person letting this person in my life or doing this type of job. And then later I just regret it, and I knew it was the wrong decision. I was like, why did I do this? I knew how I felt. I knew I didn't like, why did I accept it? And at the end I was right. I should have done it. So I should have let this person in my life or like, There are many occasions. Uh, So always trust yourself and listen to yourself. And uh, another thing that I've been doing for a long time is I don't let other people and other what they say to come really and tell me what to do. Like, I know who I am. I know what I like. I know myself. I know my body. It took a long time for me to accept my body. And once, because people, they, they tell you how you should look like, how you should behave, how you should do your hair, how, how much makeup you put on. So they always, people always tell you what to do. And then it took a while for me to really accept myself. Like, Look, this is who I am, I'm not changing. And I started loving myself. So after I learned how to love myself, Nobody tells me how I should look like or how I should wear my hair. And, you know, if I need to smile or, you no, know, if I feel like I like smile, I always smile. If I don't feel, that's going to be my straight face. And that really is part of me now. And it's so much better than just be who people want me to be.
0: Well, I was going to save it for the end, but you brought it up. Congratulations on your beautiful bundle of joy that is coming Hi. in the next couple months. Thank you. Thanks. I'm sure you're ecstatic.
1: Yes, Um. I am so happy because everything was as we planned. Uh, I'm with my husband almost five years and we got married in November last year. And we were like, okay, are we, we trying for a baby? Like, what are we doing? And it was so funny because we have a lot of friends and then they were like, well, Danny, once you decide to have a kid, you like, don't don't go crazy. Don't stress because it's going to take a little while, like from eight to a year, for eight months to a year for you to actually get pregnant because, you know, you have to try, you have to track your ovulation. Like they were talking about all those things. I had no idea. And I was like, oh, Okay. So after the wedding, we were talking. They're like, "Okay, are we try. We now, okay, let's let's start trying because it's gonna take a while, right?" Mm-hmm. I got pregnant in my honeymoon, literally in my honeymoon, and I was like, "Wait a minute, Wait, this is not supposed to take a year. Like, how does that work?" So I got pregnant in my honeymoon. I think I was just so relaxed and so happy, so I didn't need to worry about any of those things, you know. And uh, we were ready. We would start trying, and right now I'm seven months. Pregnant, and it's just two more to go. And I'm very, very excited as a baby boy. Um, very excited. And I also very scared. This is my first baby, and I'm just scared.
0: I'm just all like, oh my God, the, the day, the delivery. Oh my God, I'm just like freaking out. Oh, I'm sure you'll do great. You are such a smiling, happy person. So it is a blessed baby boy for sure. Oh, thank um. you. <laughs> So speaking of your wedding, I read an article in Vogue France about your six wedding dresses. You have to tell me the story behind these six wedding dresses. Yes. So I
1: love fashion. I love to shop and I I just, I love to put things together. Like all my looks, I'm the one doing, putting together. I just get very creative because I'm in this industry for so long. So I just like, oh, I know how it will look good. Like, this should go with this, this shoes with this bag. Uh, and I always get very excited about my looks. Uh, and getting married for me was something that I've always wanted. I always uh, wanted to get married and be romantic and, like, you know, be extra because that's the day that you can be as extra as you want and nobody's going to tell you anything. And, you know, everything is perfect. Uh, so, it, for the wedding, it was a little tricky because my family, they always stay in Brazil. I'm the only one living here in the United States. Uh, so they don't have visas. And the visa process is very, very hard for them to get it, so they can't come to the United States. So we needed to find a place outside of the United States that allows Brazilian, Brazilian people go there. So it started us going to France, Italy, Italy, um, Greece, all of those places to find a venue, and we couldn't find a venue. I've always wanted a princess dress, like the very big, like the bigger the better, the very long veil. I've always wanted that, and I want to cast in France. Um, because of COVID, they have a lot of like restrictions, so they, no, almost all the countries wasn't accepting Brazilians coming from Brazil, so my family wouldn't attend. Uh, and then we find this beautiful place they we love this these uh hotels and then they had one in Dominican republic so we decided to get married there because my family were going to be able to go and that started the process of the dresses because if i'm getting married in a castle in france it makes sense to have a princess dress but once you're in a, like 80 degrees celsius on the beach that doesn't make any sense like my my makeup is gonna melt my hair is gonna be like you know like a little like like a tree, like no, we need to like find like a middle way. So, I had my uh, the my my uh, principal dress, my first, dress, my main dress is from Galila Hav, and it was like a little princess, but not like big, big. It was like tied and long. Uh, and the other ones, I was just like kind of like playing by ear. Like I I don't really know how to explain. I just knew that on the wedding day. I would have had uh, four different dresses, especially because I did, my first dance were, were, was tango. So I wanted it kind of like the dress that shakes a little bit and it's kind of like a little sexy, but I didn't want a sexy wedding dress. So that one needed to be classic. The other one could be sexy. And when I throw the bouquet, I wanted a different one. So that, that, was, that was when I was like, oh my God, I need this type of dress for this, this type of dress for that, this type of dress for that so i had all these dresses
0: oh my god i love that so much um (laughs) (laughs) you love fashion you love dresses you also self-proclaim that you're shoes and nail obsessed addicted tell me what nails and shoes means to you
1: you have no idea i wish i wasn't like that but i am and i just accept this fact i do my nails every two days and i do by myself like it's therapeutic for me so i sit here in the same table i am right now and i just go through right now i'm wearing white uh i just go through i get my cuticles i get everything because i have like i'm very particular i like the way i like and it has to be like this if it's not this way it drives me crazy so as soon as start like the shiny goes off or if you know i touch something and it kind of like crack a little bit I'm like, no, i no, it's time to change sometimes i go three days uh, most of the time I just change like every two days and color and everything. Um, so that's my thing. It bothers me like my life could be upside down, but if my nails are done, I got the shit together. I know <laughs> what I'm doing. I'm fine. But if I like, if I, I, I'm going through a crazy week and then I look my nails and it's just like, not the way I like to be as just like, you know, my life is a mess. I need to get this. I need to like fix something. Let me do things. Well, I know how how my life is going based on my nails, and the shoes. I I have actually a funny story about my shoes. Um, growing up, I was poor, as I, as I told you before. So, and I, I with some things I was very girly, like I always liked the dresses and, and shoes. Like for some things I couldn't care less, right? Like ah, fuck it. But with some things I'm very like particular. And I remember growing up, my parents they didn't have money to buy us different shoes like sh- like heels and boots and flats and all these different shoes i remember we used to buy clothes once a year just for christmas and new years and that's all and that's what you're gonna have to wear the whole year so we always bought sneakers so we could use to go to school and you know it was just more convenient right so after i started working making money i was like i'm buying the shoes i want so that was when it started because now I can afford it, so I'm just buying. Like, if I like these shoes, I'm going to buy it. And then that really got in my head because if I see a pair of shoes that I like and I don't buy it, I keep the shoes in my mind for like a month. And then from that point on, every single place I'm going or every single look I'm putting together, nothing goes with but the shoes that I saw and I didn't buy. So I'm like, it's, I was like, it, it drives me crazy. So that's why I buy a little more shoes than normal.
0: Hey, no one's judging you. I love that so much. (laughs) Um, I love shoes as well, so I'm there with you. You understand me. (laughs) Uh, And then just let's just wrap up. You have a beautiful bundle of joy on the way, but is there anything else that you're looking forward to in your work life?
1: In my work life? Well, right now, all I'm waiting is for this baby to come out because I can't wait to see his little face. you know, I, I'm not planning anything. I have something big coming. I have, I'm writing a book, but it, that takes a while to like, actually think, in my mind, when I started writing, I was like, oh, you know, like a few months is going to be out. It's going to be amazing. But no, it, actually there is a process until it's like printed and out. So it's that one's going to take a little longer. But be, besides that, I don't have anything big coming. I really I stopped a little bit I I took a little break for my baby and then probably I'm not going to after the baby's born I probably not going to work for the the next like 3-4 months maybe 6 like I don't know I I I was I'm not a mom yet to know like how long it will take <laughs> but whenever i'm ready i want to get back to work and I, you know i've been working since i was 17 so i don't know like for me it's weird to be home and not really working just like what am i doing like i need to get back to work so i know that's what i'm gonna do i just gonna just gonna see what's gonna happen when the baby's here
0: oh well i i again you seem like you're going to be a great mother so no matter what you have planned i'm sure it's going to be (laughs) wonderful and thank you so much (laughs) thank you so much for spending so much time with us and sharing so much of your life with us of course thank you guys for having me thanks for watching this episode please like and share this video and subscribe to the icon tube channel for more interviews with influencers see you next time